Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about trace rifles. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Tune in to twitch.tv slash Rage and enjoy the conversation, maybe even join in the question and answer. Basically what I said was the, the two trace rifles uh, that are in the game right now, uh, there's a third if you have a PlayStation, uh, I think they're great really really strong weapons and I kind of changed my position I believe they're worthy of being called exotics uh, in other videos I was saying that they were too weak and that they should be turned into legendaries I, I over I overstepped I overstepped a little bit I think these are worthy of exotics they have great ammo economy uh, I don't feel the pain of not having an exotic power when I'm using one tons of ammo and tons of versatility they're great for all three tiers of enemies both bosses uh, trash ads as well as majors and it allows you to not have to barrel stuff everything which is actually a good thing and because they get auto rifle perks auto rifle reloader can apply to both guns so the breakneck and trace rifle build that I'm running right now with a machine gun just feels really fun just very very spray heavy uh, and that's a nice change of pace if you've been using hand cannons and shotguns for a long time. Uh, this is a very, very different way of playing, and it feels cool. You know, you're just kind of spraying everything. Now, I did argue in the video, though, that I would love to see uh, Trace Rifles get the legendary treatment as well as the pinnacle treatment, and we even outlined ideas of what they could do with the guns themselves, with blinding, burn damage, and other things like that. So, we're going to jump right into the questions. Uh, first question is from Makel or Makel or Michael. That might be that might be need to pronounce Michael. I'm not sure. Keeping with your idea of having destination vendors having bounties for weapons, what do you think of having the year one weapons armor have the year one rolls, but then taking a page from Ada's augmented weapon frames and having either random or a third selectable perk? I mean, I would just like all that stuff to come back into the game because there's no reason to leave it in the past. Personally, I think you're going to see them do that. I, I, I think you're going to see them bring back uh, the the old, the, the year one stuff, and they're going to give it the year two treatment because that's basically fr- like just a free mountain of content. There's no reason not to let me grind for an old fashioned. Now, in some of my videos, I was saying the Antiope. I threw in the Antiope forgetting that the Antiope did get the year two treatment, and I think that's a testimony to the fact that the Antiope is another weapon that there's no intentional grind for. You can't really intentionally grind for an Antiope, and that's a problem in my mind. Like, I completely forgot. I completely forgot that the Antiope got year two treatment because I never see the stinking thing. It's not in It's not in the pools where I, I grind, and even, I guess, if you turned in a bunch of stuff to the gunsmith, when I did that for the... Uh, when I was trying to get a god roll crooked fang, I mean, I I never I barely saw it. So that's that's another reason why intentional grind needs to come to weapons and vendors with bounties. I think Ada's bounties are just I'm gonna continue to rail on that. They, they are the way forward. It's a great idea that they came up with, and it creates intentionality with RNG. Like it's an appropriate level, I think, of both uh, intentionality and RNG which gives you that sense of chase and that sense of pursuit and empowerment. Like, you feel kind of empowered as a player. Uh, and then doing that on the when- on the vendors on the planets, I think, would be amazing. I think it would really give you that sense of, like, I really want to try and get this gun this week, you know? You know, Devrim's got the, the call to serve. Now, obviously, so you know, scouts need some treatment and some love if you're going to go for a call to serve, but that's, that's just an example. Next question from Amish Milkman says, Do you think that with the Forge being a separate instance and environment, that 
uh, Bungie could make an actual horde mode if they opened up the mechanic and made the difficulty go up with more tiers and at certain tiers there's loot drop chances there's a place where it could go uh, and not be butt checks I don't know why you said butt checks <laughs> um, here's the thing a horde mode in Destiny I think could work I don't know why they're gun shy of doing a true horde mode I don't know if it's because of the way they they could stagger damage with the enemies and stagger damage that you can output. I don't know if that's why they don't want to do it. I don't know if it's difficult for them to come up with, you know, a reward spectrum that makes sense. I don't know if it's difficult for them to say, you know, hey, uh the the reason to run it and get far is here you know with delta scaling and stuff i i just wonder if they've if they've shied away from it because the delta scaling can get so extreme that the that the success rate goes way 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 down and they don't want that especially for drip feed content they want drip feed content to kind of land in the middle <clears throat> i think the proof that they want drip feed content to land in the middle is the power structure that they set up initially even before the nerf, black the, the forges were... Even before the nerf, the forges were 630. So to me, it's like you, you're getting, you're getting drip-feed content kind of landing in the middle. It's not, it's not super, super hard. It's not all the way at the end, and it's, it's, it's in there for you to just kind of grind out. A true horde mode... Now, this again is where difficulty spectrum could come in. You could have the 600, the 625, and the 650, and 650 could be the one that has like double the waves and the difficulty is really really tough like you getting to the final wave is is infrequent or or less likely right so in my mind you're you're touching on something we've touched on before and that is that we would really really like to see the 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 difficulty and the and the horde mode get more iteration than it presently gets it just doesn't get enough I actually like those those boots better than the, than the raid boots because they look like really robotic. I think those are cool. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame you don't have an intentional grind. That's another thing they need to bring. By the way, Ada needs to grant intentional grind for her armor because her armor is really neat and there's like no real intentional way to grind for. It. You get one per week per character, and when you get a bad roll like I just did, like you don't need scavenger for auto rifles. Uh, you don't need scavenger for hand cannon. And then what, traction and energy? I mean, traction and auto rifle scavenger actually, um, because this just says ammo. Does auto rifle scavenger affect trace rifles? That actually might be a good roll. I don't know, because tra- like, traction, we're going to te- we're gonna have to test that. That might actually be good for the trace rifle build because you're going to be getting lots of ammo. We're getting yeses and nos in chat, so we'll have to see. Um, let's see. Scavenger does not, says Vicious Spell. Alright, we'll test it out. Traction gives me motion sickness. Alright, well, we'll go to Earth and we'll test it. Scavenger is nice if you're a potato. Well, when you're using when you're using the 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 the, the Prometheus lens the way that I recently was, you're you're it's it's becoming almost like a primary weapon for me. And getting more ammo whenever I pick up greens for it, that's great, because the ammo economy on trace rifles is already stupidly good. So, we'll see. Um, 
Yeah, so I would love to see a, a more traditional horde mode, Amish. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. Hypnotic. Do you think the trace rifles are more of a gimmick than a tool to put in your arsenal? What perks or ideas to make them viable? I mean, you may have submitted this question before I was really doing a lot of my testing. I actually think trace rifles are very viable in a build right now. Now, a couple of months ago, we couldn't say that. I think legendary machine guns allows me to say that. If I had to put on a grenade launcher, a rocket launcher, or a sword, we wouldn't be able to say what I'm saying today. The reason that we can say it is because machine legendary machine guns exist. Because legendary machine guns exist, I think you're I think you're getting I think you're getting a a more balanced build. I don't have my exotic, you know, th- I don't have my Thunderlord or my 1K voices or my sleeper or whatever. Well, that's okay. The the multiple hats that a trace rifle gets to wear is is you know is really really helpful so it, it it makes up the difference the really good ammo economy it gets to do decent damage like i don't feel this sense of man i'm really short changing myself here i need to put back on an exotic and so machine guns are helping with that okay there there's one right there all right we're gonna empty this we gotta do we're gonna have to probably do two mags because i think typically we were getting anywhere from 130 to 170 from a brick so we're gonna make sure that there's that there's this thing is plenty empty enough just in case. So we're wearing boots with auto rifle scavenger on right now, um, and we're gonna run over this brick. 181. I'm fairly certain that is higher than with the highest I think I ever saw was a 170, and I don't know if I ran over two b- bricks when I saw the 170. That's that's pretty good. That's almost two entire mags. 180 is almost two mags with auto rifle scavenger. So again, trace rifles are in a good place if you build yourself around auto rifles. Auto rifle reload can touch both your breakneck and it can touch the trace rifles. And then scavenger can give you basically two mags from one brick. They don't work, really. I mean, I I got more. I mean, we could turn it off. Let's turn it off. Let's turn it off. We'll take them off. We'll take them off, and we'll try and get a green brick here, and we'll try and see what we can see. Because I'm actually curious about this, because that would be, I mean, that's significant. We were saying, we were getting like 130s, 120s, I thought, earlier when we were doing it. It is inconsistent, so. All right, no greens on the ground. Let's see if we can get some from this guy. Science is fun. Yeah, testing stuff like this is fun. I like doing this. Um, I'll forget this. Okay, there we go. There we go. Perfect, perfect. All right, here we go. Let's get out the trace rifle. We got plenty of space for it. 153. So, they don't have a set amount of ammo per brick, so it's hard to tell. I do remember in 12 Bungie saying it doesn't work due to it being abusable in PvP. I don't know if we ever saw 180. Let's just leave them on, and every time we pick up a brick, let's try and pay attention to what we're getting. If we're consistently landing in the 180s, I, I think it's working. I don't know. We'll see, because I just got 153 instead of 181. That's a big d- difference, right? I think the most we got today was a 170. So, we'll see. So, no, I don't think they're a gimmick. I still want them to become legendaries, because I think they're cool weapons. Uh, sleeper. Legendary rifles, what perks are you thinking they could have to diversify between what's already there? Um, I mean, if you're thinking between pulse rifles, scout rifles, and auto rifles, scout rifles need a big big buff right now. Uh, a, a big buff. 
they're just they're not they're just not very strong there's not a lot of reason to use them i was using the raid one this morning and i was just like man oh man now i got 128 there but that's not a fair comparison because i was i was too high i should have used the gun um i should have used the gun let's just use the gun a bunch so we're constantly low ammo so we can pick up more than you know because we hit max I'm just going to use the Prometheus lens almost exclusively here. So anytime we pick up a green brick for science, we can kind of test out what we're getting, which is great and contextual given that we're talking about uh, we're talking about trace rifles today and in the Q&A. So I'm going to pick up another green brick now and see what we get. Uh, 176. 176. So again, it's landing on the high end. It's landing on the end of like practically being two mags worth instead of one and a half mag. It's it's closer to two mags worth of ammo than when I didn't have the boots on. So we'll just have to keep keep playing and keep seeing. So as far as perks to differentiate like auto rifles, I think you could bring black bring back the one that was on the Genesis chain. That perk was great. Uh, so that perk could definitely afford to come back. Uh, you could also consider um, just crazy things like if you land enough if you land enough hits with an auto rifle like if you're accurate enough it could like supercharge it could supercharge the next uh the next mag with explosive rounds because that's kind of crazy right explosive rounds and you know in an auto rifle that's crazy lono well yeah but again like if as long as you as long as you keep things in range 198 on that brick 198 on that brick I think these, I think, I think it's working. I don't know. We'll play one entire forge with them on and we'll play one entire forge with them off. Uh, so, I, you know, there's a lot they could do with, I think, auto rifles if you do enough damage with, with scouts and pulses. It could be, you know, if you land enough crits, if you land enough crits, they could say, you, you know, you load the next, you load the next gun with, with stuff. Cause I would like them to do perks like that where if you play well, it, you know, the benefit procs, you know, just like Firefly and Outlaw are really, really good perks, but you have to, you have to use the gun, you know, you have to be landing your crits, right? And I think that's something that they could do with a lot of those weapons. So I don't have too many perk ideas. I, you know, I think sometimes I, I throw out lots of perk ideas and then obviously people on, you know, other places and YouTube and stuff start looking at the video or listening to the content and they're like, dude, that would totally break PVP. What are you talking about? You know? So I think there's an element of, of restriction and, and balance that makes it hard for some of those things to even happen. But, um, I don't want the content to always be about, here's a perk they could make, here's a perk they could make. I think we need to remember, you know, trying to be positive here, like, the only reason we can have these conversations is because the game has come so much further than where it was at, uh, at launch uh, for Destiny 2. Like, we, can't, we couldn't even have these conversations, you know, six months ago. It was not possible. The game was in such a bad state. So they really, really brought the game forward um, with Forsaken to let us even have the fact that we can even talk about these things is a good thing. Like it might seem like, man, we we're, we're, we're getting almost too negative, right? We're getting too critical. Well, keep in mind that again, we're having these conversations because they brought a whole lot of value, uh, with Forsaken. And I just would love to see them to just continue to dig down, which is what we've always done since, since Destiny 2's launch, we've always continued to say there's a lot, there's a lot of potential here. 118, real inconsistent, real inconsistent on the ammo, 118 out of a brick there, 
Now, was that because... No, that was not because I got to uh, max. Oh, wait. Was that 118 on kinetic? That was not a green, I don't think. That was 118 on kinetic, I think. Royal Duck, thank you for eight months in a row. Melodic Gamer with 22 months. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Can't wait for what's in store for 2019. And then I missed Snashy's resub. I'm so sorry. I missed Cold Hearted and Callus. Snashy, I don't know. I think I may have missed your resub, and I apologize for that. I hope you're still here. Yeah, it was my primary. Okay, so no, we didn't get 118 on the energy. I misread the I misread the, the Q there. We need some greens to drop, though. We're suddenly not getting any green on the ground to, to test this out. Um, so, next question on the topic of weapon perks do you think they should lean more into class perks or quicker reloads instead of weapon perk for example the hunter had skill chains of woe in d1 that allowed you to reload your weapons faster if you got precision kills do you think that would cause more harm than good here we go let's run over this 181 181 out of that brick i chains of woe is still in the game by the way um i i i don't necessarily know if that's the answer when I think about weapon perks. I think weapon perks, again, like, I keep saying the same thing, right? I keep saying the exact same thing, that I believe pinnacle perks are the future. I believe pinnacle perks enable Bungie to create something unique and powerful and not have to worry about, like, oh, we have to create a whole new, you know, a whole new thing to make these guns viable. Not really. Base base perks are great, right? If you want to grind for the new pulse rifle and you want to get feeding frenzy and rampage, go for it. That's a great base base vanilla perk roll. Those are perks that we're all familiar with, but then they could add something the likes of Desperado which makes it seem Str- not not seem stronger, but makes the gun stronger, and then allows you that that incentive and that difference in that execution. I mean, the way I'm using the breakneck just there, uh, especially with rampage spec. I mean, I am just ripping through everything in my path, and it feels it feels really good. You know, now obviously I played stupid there. I landed on the scion's grenade and then died, but like everything I did right there, killing all those ads. It just, I don't know. It just feels really, really good. And that's, that's where, that's where I'm going to continue to land on, on how it works. Now, somebody's quoting, Vicious Spell is quoting Bungie and Scavenger was not listed as far as auto rifle perks that cross over. So we'll do this entire forge and Bungie may just be mistaken, right? Because I've consistently gotten anywhere from the 170 to the 180 with the boots on. So maybe it does affect it. Just it does. It does seem to be like inconsistent. You know, it could be one of those things where more testing would be required. You have to play like a whole a whole day. But we're gonna do two forges, so we'll do another forge. I'll take the boots off just to just for science purposes to see uh, where everything lands. But I tell you what, I mean, if you can keep ammo in these trace rifles are just really really fun, and I think the Prometheus lens my is is my favorite of the two, just because the auto the auto reloading is uh, really nice. Um, and when you pair it with the breakneck, you you get the you get the double purpose of auto rifle and a loader. Uh, Alpha train to make trace rifles more of a mainstream choice or be on par with other choices. Say Igalas and Thunderlord. What changes, if any, would you recommend? Changes that can appear on any part of the gun. Well, I mean, to make it on par with the Igalas, you'd have to make some that are legendary, but that are that have this versatility. The advantage just has over a shotgun. Um, 
192, 192 from that brick, and then, I don't know, 384. So you got to subtract 192 from 384. The number didn't disappear yet when I ran over the second brick. So whatever 384 is, minus 192. Um, thank you for the brand new Prime Sub Hudson Platt. Welcome to the Rageous. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope, and you deserve dope stuff. Oh, it was 192 back-to-back. 192 back-to-back. Duh, 84, right? Two 192s back-to-back. I don't know, man. We'll test it. 195 on that brick. We're getting close to two two mags worth of ammo every time with scavengers. So Bungie may have just missed that perk in their, in their patch notes. I don't know. Um... I'm getting, I'm having a hard time over here. I'm getting overrun because I, I threw one, one ball. Um, yeah, so like th- that's the main thing, right? Is like the thing that I like about this is I don't have to barrel stuff majors. I can kind of stay back um, and just hold the button down, and that's an advantage, right? Barrel stuffing gets old. You know, one of the guys I play with with regularity, Silent, he complains about getting physics a lot. Well, he runs a pillager and a shotgun, right? So he's always, always in the enemy's face. He's getting knocked around like a ping pong ball. I was like, dude, you get physics more than anybody. Well, then we looked at his loadout and we kind of figured it out. It was just sort of like, well, of course you're getting physics all the time. You're literally running a barrel stuff loadout. You're always up in the face of the enemy. You're always having to barrel stuff because you're running a, 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 a pillager and a, you're running a pillager and a friggin' shotgun. Me being able to stay back and not getting, you know, not getting slapped around all the time is actually a nice change of pace. You know, I feel like some days, like I died of, to getting knocked around in physics more than anything else. And that's because whenever I actually fight the bigger and more challenging enemies, it's, uh, it's, I have to barrel stuff with the shotgun and this kind of saves me, uh, from running it. I'm telling you his role on the pillager, you would, you would understand why he uses it. He has a fantastic role on the pillager. It's really, really nice. Uh, Fet44 says... Should Wolfpack uh, rounds from Galley come back as a perk on Pinnacle Legendary Rocket Launcher, or is it too powerful uh, and needs to stay an exotic perk? I don't think it's too powerful if they make sure that the damage is in line with what they believe a Pinnacle powerful weapon should do. You look at the ceiling of like, okay, how fast can you shoot the rocket? What's the impact damage? Okay, what's that? And then what's it do once it uh, once the Wolfpack rounds hit? And you keep it, you keep it in a category of like this is a pinnacle powerful weapon. Right now, there are no pinnacle powerful legendaries anyway. Like there, I mean there there are there are obviously great roles on the avalanche and the hammerhead, but they're not pinnacle roles. They're just good legendary weapons. Like you get you know feeding frenzy and rampage on the avalanche, and you're pretty much done, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So in my mind, whenever I think about this, I. I look at what everybody is is sort of using, and since no one's using rockets like at all, no one's touching them. I would say it's it's time to give them some treatment to make them viable. And then when you give it a pinnacle, right? You know, foundationally, foundationally, they need to be significantly better than they are. Need to be significantly better than they are. That's a foundational change to rocket launchers. Just make them better. Then, if you make a pinnacle, okay, if you make them pinnacle, it needs to function as a pinnacle power weapon. 
because when you use we don't actually have pinnacle power weapons right now we have exotics and we have legendaries that get the job done there's nothing pinnacle about any of the legendary power weapons that we have right now so they i mean we need a pinnacle legendary machine gun pinnacle grenade launcher pinnacle rocket launcher but don't even mess with doing a pinnacle rocket launcher or grenade launcher until you make just vanilla rocket launchers and grenade launchers better Grenade launchers need triple their ammo because they should function as a, as a machine gun. Heavy ammo reserves and the damage gets spread out because that's what a machine gun does, right? That's why that's why I find trace rifles so appealing. Their ammo economy is great. They get to they get to kind of like always have always have tons of ammo. Always, you know. Oh, I need to switch boots. All right, let's see how we do this time with with ammo drops uh, for the trace rifle with auto rifle scavenger no longer turned on we were getting 180s and 190s very consistently there uh in the last forge so let's see what we get this time oh there's one right now and we got 191 super inconsistent man 191 and we and we're not we we are not wearing anything for auto rifle scavenger scout rifle scavenger now i don't know if anything with rifle could throw it off so just to be safe, let's put on primary ammo finder uh, and see. And let's just see. Because 191 is so high. That's like two mags worth is a lot. Like you're not picking up a green brick and getting two mags worth of shotgun. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You're not getting 16. I don't think. Do you get 16 rounds when you pick up a green brick for when, you, when you're carrying a shotgun? I don't think so. That's, that's really, really high. So, we'll, we'll make sure there's absolutely nothing that could be affecting it. And we picked up one, 189. No, it's just inconsistent. It's just mega inconsistent. That's very, very strange. Um, wow. You get seven or eight. Yeah, you get like one mag or less than one mag when you're carrying a shotgun. Again, giving ground to trace rifles are viable. They're viable for your loadout right now. They do... They do great work. They really do. Great ammo economy, and they get to wear a lot of hats. So, Lords XSC. How would you feel about Bungie adding new exotic armor in the following seasons that modify your supers? For example, uh, for example Helm of Inmost Light and Celestial Nighthawk to give more diversity without adding new subclasses. Well, I mean, th that's what exotics do right now. Exotics make you play in a different way. So when I wear, you know, Skull Fort and I'm running Code of the Missile, well, I'm, dude, I'm pounding the ground all over the place, you know, I'm just everywhere I go, it's really, really fun, and then it's, it feeds Code of the Missile, right, especially if you get one with hands-on, you're getting tons of super, uh, super energy when you're running, you know, the, the Ballistic Slam, I believe is what it's called, so, in my mind, whenever you're doing exotics, that's exactly what they should do, Exotics should change the way that you play. And this is why exotic weapons in the kinetic and the energy slot are problematic because they're not strong enough to change the way that you play because pinnacle legendaries do a great job of killing trash ads, trash mobs, and majors already. That's not a problem. So you don't change the way that you're playing. Now, obviously, this is changing the way that I'm playing. This trace rifle is changing the way that I'm playing. I'm not having to worry about... I'm not having to worry about barrel stuffing. I'm not having to worry about reloading the gun. I don't have to worry about getting close to the enemy. So I'm able to play a more, a slightly more drawn back uh, play style, right? 
So that's changing the way that I'm playing, but not not drastically the way that an, an exotic piece of armor does. So exotic armor should always, always 170 from that brick. Uh, exotic armor should always drastically change the way that your your super performs and the way that you feel. J. Christ, hey Lono, what do you think if by dismantling an exotic weapon you have a chance to get a frame that would then reforge for a legendary random rolled version? Okay, like I love that you guys are like leaning into my idea of like more pinnacle weapons, but you gotta understand something. A lot of the ideas that I suggest, I try not to swing too crazy, and the reason I try to swing too crazy is this is a system that yeah, that that sounds cool. But it's incredibly unlikely we would get a system like that because you're talking about an entirely new mechanism of not just getting weapons, but like what you can do with them. You see what I'm saying? So I, I don't think, you know, you're, you get a frame that would then let you reforge for a legendary random rolled version of the exotic. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's the route we want to go. There aren't even the exotics that you, that, that should be legendary aren't even in that great of, you know, need for you to, like, oh, I need to turn this into a legendary. I just think the perks themselves could could come over and become, like, a pinnacle piece of gear, right? Cosmology and perks like it, I think, could make for great pinnacle pieces of gear as opposed to being stuck on an exotic that no one's using. I don't, I don't think a system like that's ever going to land in the game. It's just, it's too convoluted and complicated, and Bungie's not in a position to make completely new systems uh, for, you know, exotics and turning exotics into legendaries. Like, that's, that's gen, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty crazy uh, system. I like the idea, it sounds great. I just, I generally try to endorse ideas that we're likely, uh, we're likely to get, and that's not one that we, we are likely to get, even though it sounds cool. Giorgio, what changes do you want to see in Joker's Wild? Man, I would love it if the pinnacle. I would love it if the pinnacle version of Gambit is has no PVP. Gambit needs huge changes. I have a whole video on that. Invasion needs to be completely retooled. Um, boss fights need to be completely retooled. You know, everything hinges on invasion. So if they cheese the invasion spot and watch it and kill you right away, that is a huge detriment to the fight. The, you know, a huge detriment to the game over. Uh, you know, a, a really quick unpreventable engagement, right? I had a guy on my YouTube say I contradicted myself. It was like, well, everything hinges on invasion, but you're saying invasion's too easy, but then I'm also saying that, you know, you can you can cheese invasion spots. Well, it's both, right? It's both, and there's no audible. You don't have an audible if someone watches the invasion spot. You don't have an audible if someone invades with Queen Breakers. And whatever happens in those exchanges really, really determines the course of that game. And that's what's so frustrating is a a good invasion or a bad invasion basically determines the course of that round. You don't have a, you don't have like a, a response. It's just, that's the end of the matter. The round's over. You're too far behind. They, they killed you with their queen breakers and you lost all your moats and now they're going to double invade or as soon as you invaded, they they killed you, so you don't even get a chance to invade. And now again, they can do a double invade if they play it right. And there's no audible. It's like that's it. They win. It's almost like it's almost like an entire football game being determined by one field goal. It's like one of the easier things to do. People that people that watch football be like, it's not that easy. But 
within the realm of scoring a point in in football, a close, you know, a field goal from very, very close yards, people would say it is not that hard to do. And when you do that and it determines the whole game, that'd be really boring to watch. And that's generally where I feel like Gambit lands. Everything hinges on such a small, small window of expo of, of, of what that can happen. And there's no audible on either side. Jay Christ, what about uh, a short event? What about a short event, maybe two weeks, where you can equip an exotic in every slot, and who gives a frick? There's just no point in doing this. There's just no point in doing this. All you're going to do is make the game feel boring after the fact, right? It was like when they did the... that. What was the... What was the Oh, there was something they did in Fortnite. I forget. It was Blitz. I think it was called Blitz. And people that got people that played Blitz for like a week straight went back to normal Fortnite and freaking hated it. They were like, "It's too slow." Oh my gosh, I'm in. I, this is miserable. They got too accustomed to Blitz, and that's another thing that could happen if you did this. Like, again, not a bad idea, but number one, why do it? And number two, all you're gonna do is make people feel like the game's boring after the fact. Oh man, I had all my exotics equipped. It was so crazy. Now I feel weak and it's boring. You know what I mean? You don't follow the analogy, digital concepts, because the the field goal determining the end of the game, a lot of the times is 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 it was a close game up to that point, and then they kicked the field goal, right? And you would argue that it's okay for that to happen because both teams put all their cards on the table. There was back and forth. There was sacks. There was interceptions. There was all these plays. If within the first five minutes of the game that one team kicks a field goal and them kicking that field goal, I don't know, gives them an advantage, a huge advantage for the entire rest of the football game, you'd be like, that's stupid. It it, It makes the entire game slanted in their favor because they got one field goal at the beginning of the game. That's dumb. That's what happens in Gambit. You kick a field goal within the first minute of the game. 25 banked, invade, kill three of them, and the game is basically over. It's over before it's even started, right? Bank 25, go invade. They can't, the invasion spots kill you as soon as you invade. And now... The game is basically over. Now they can invade back to back. They're going to keep you from even giving probably to your 50. And the game's over. The game's over before it starts. Football, it's different. Like, th- here's a better and here's a better analogy. Let's take it all the way to its logical end here. If you played an entire game of Gambit and it was neck and neck the entire time, and then they had a really good invasion at the very end, right? And then that's why they won. That's okay. That's okay. It's like, oh, we got all the way to the end. And, oh, they got a good invasion. Frick, he saved his super and he wasted us, right? And then they win. That's like a neck-and-neck football game where the field goal determines it at the very end. Even still, even still, you don't want invasion to be that easy. It should be infrequent and challenging is the issue. So. Uh, next question comes from Savage Slayer. Do you think trace rifles should have a damage upgrade? They are not bad, but they should kill a bit faster. I disagree with you. If you've been watching me use Prometheus Lens and Coldheart, it's like instantaneous death. The ads I'm killing with Prometheus Lens die almost immediately, and the majors and shielded guys die very quickly. They die very quickly. The only time I don't kill them quickly 
is when they do cheesy stuff like teleport, 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 teleport. Minotaur should have a cooldown on their teleport. Every every enemy should have some measure of cooldown on their abilities. A Minotaur should not travel by teleporting. He should travel by walking and teleport as a like strategic advantage in the exchange. Instead of teleport, 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 like, and then you just waste a bunch of ammo shooting a ghost. It's just stupid. One good invasion does not necessarily determine the game as long as you bank moats properly. It becomes an issue when teammates are hoarding moats for large blockers. If you, I'm telling you, when we won as many games in a row as we won, okay? When we won the number of games in a row that we won, there was an undeniable swing when we banked 25, invaded, and killed one or two of them. You race to 25 and you invade first. And as soon as you do that, it's not about, oh, they should have been banking. It, it's literally like you're both racing to 25, right? We get to 25 first, we bank. We put blockers on and we invade right away. You're on the plate trying to bank when all those blockers come in. And then the, and then the, the guy's there and can literally, no skill required, two and three team, two and three people kill with the Queen Breaker. Like, it's it's dumb. Everything hinges on that, dude. We won like 18 games in a row doing that to people, and we did that against people that were banking early. They weren't like holding on for 15. Yes, the dumb dumb who keeps going for 15 and getting waxed and doesn't understand what he's doing. Like, sure, he's an anchor on your team. But I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's happened to us. We know how to play Gambit. We're banking quickly. They beat us to 25. Maybe there's an HVT or something where they suddenly just, boom, tons of moats. Like, what the frick happened? And then they bank before us. The invader comes in, and one of two things happens. You either hide for 30 seconds to save your moats, or you go out and die and lose them. Hiding for 30 seconds is the lesser of two evils, but now while you're doing that and not banking your moats and not advancing to the next area to kill the ads to get more moats, the other team's racing to 50. It's just like, it it all hinges on something that takes very, very marginal amount of skill and it leverages so much strength over the other team. So. Uh, hey, bootleg. The auto rifle mods on armor are the same for trace rifles? It seems so, but not all of them. So like auto rifle scavenger is not um is not working. However, you don't really need auto rifle scavenger on a trace rifle because the ammo economy is so good. I'm getting 180s and 190s out of a brick. That's two mags. On what max? I mean, what can I carry max here? I don't know four mags I think 400 rounds I get I get almost 50% of the maximum capacity back from a brick like that's crazy especially because green drop rates pretty healthy in the game it's not like power ammo where you go a whole day and never see a a purple brick (laughs) you know what I mean I must have a different experience. I reset four times, play almost exclusively solo, and I have had some great back and forth invasion and banking modes. I mean, listen, the general consensus when I read Reddit, Twitter, when I read the forums, okay, when I talk to people here, and when I play myself, I see a cohesion of thought, okay? The people talking on Twitter, forums, Reddit, etc., we're all saying and having the same, similar experiences, 
I very rarely have anybody comment on Reddit or my YouTube videos about Gambit and say, Oh man, solo experience is a freaking joy. It's so much fun. So much back and forth. So much nuance. So much, so many really fun games. No, they're like, yeah, it sucks. Like, I don't know. And yes, people that aren't having fun are more prone to complain and voice their opinion. People that may be loving Gambit aren't going to go to the forums or my YouTube videos to make sure and tell me about it. So I may have a bias in my sampling, but I don't know, dude. Across the board, the feedback I get about Gambit is right in line with what I think. Now, I don't live in an echo chamber. I, I have people coming on my YouTube. I have people coming here that disagree with me all the time. You're doing it right now. So... Generally speaking, I think Solo Gambit and Gambit as it's designed, regardless of anecdotal experiential evidence, I think the design decisions about Gambit need tweaked, and I don't think that's in dispute, um, even from Bungie, when you look at the intention of the game mode. Now there I got 156, so now that might have been because I'm capped, I think I'm capped. Yeah, 406, I think, is the cap. So maybe that's why I got 156. I think I always get high drops from the green bricks. I probably can't pick this one up. 159, no, 565? Gee, many Christmas. What is the cap on the ammo for a trace rifle? That is so high. Uh, Ruku1012 for trace rifles what do you think about making them legendary adding status effects like dot freezing suppression ooh I like freezing I didn't say that one before in my talk I addressed this and said these are great weapons for status effects because it's sustained damage you're holding the damage on them they had guns like this in Borderlands the pre-sequel and you would get damage basically they were like the cold heart they always had that intrinsic damage multiplier and there was one that was broken it was the Ghostbusters gun if you could get that thing at max level the damage output potential of that gun in the free sequel was broken because it got like a 200% damage buff whenever you did sustained damage but most people got it so early in the campaign it did they didn't carry it with them into the end game so I waited to get that at max level and that gun was broken it was so strong it was such a good weapon in the pre-sequel and you know trace rifles are basically those they're those you know laser beams or laser guns so next we- uh, question e e pinto loco oh no el pinto loco el pinto loco uh, thoughts on trace rifles having an overheating system instead of needing ammo um i like it but bungie probably doesn't like it because ammo ammo economy is part of is just part of the game uh, PvP, PvE, ammo drops, ammo drop perks. Um, you're really grading against kind of how the entire game is built if you don't have ammo. If you just have, you know, it's like a battery that gets too hot and then it, it discharges and then it's fine. Um, see what I'm saying? Like, somebody said, like, these don't kill fast enough. I mean, it's practically instantaneously killing them. I, it's, it's so fast. Sorry for not throwing these more effectively to the guys down there. I was freaking getting hit by them a couple of times. Uh, yeah, so I like the idea, but I doubt they're going to do it. Next question from Soldier on Music. Do you think legendary trace rifles could make an appearance soon? I feel like not having them keeps folks from using exotics. I honestly thought we were going to get them in Forsaken. 
I thought we were going to get him in Forsaken. Like, their next big expansion, Bungie just needs to admit that adding sidearms is a waste of time. Quit adding sidearms. They're not needed. Even if people like them and use them in Crucible, who the frick cares? Let them infuse, you know, their old gear up, and if they want to use a, a, a stinking sidearm, let them. We don't need new sidearms. We need legendary trace rifles. You know? Like... Sidearms are boring, man. Sidearms are dumb. Like, who cares about sidearms? They don't even make any sense. You know? Lona's about to trigger all console players. Listen, if you're on console and you love sidearms, good for you. They're not futuristic weapons. They're boring as frick. Little stinking little pew 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 cheese, you know, pea shooters. No. I want futuristic weapons, dude. Summoning the power of the sun with this Prometheus lens. That's way cooler than your little staple gun that you take into the crucible and hip fire. Like, <laughs> they're boring. That's your opinion? They don't even have footing in PvE, though. So even if even if you disregard my opinion, why are there so many guns like that that like have zero footing in PvE? At least most of the weapon types in the game have like a universal footing, so you can take them into multiple pieces of the game. You know, auto rifles and 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 the like. It's just, I don't know. The Rat King, yeah, maybe I need to use the Rat King more often, and then I and then I would love, uh, and then I would love them more than I do now. I just find them, I just find them like they don't belong. I wish they never would have added them. I truly do. I truly wish they never would have added them to the game. They, I don't think they help. They're just one more weapon that has to be tooled and messed with, and it's just one more weapon in the loot pool that I don't care about. Uh, LXLL7. What do you think about having trace rifles release an AOE explosion upon kill after holding down the trigger long enough, adding some sort of burn freeze or suppression? Yeah, I mean, this is literally in my talk, so yes, I, th- I think that's a great idea. Uh, juice box. My biggest concern with Joker's Wild is that there may be things to do. We already have established from year one they need to be meaningful uh, for them to be worth it. What content aside from Endgame Gambit are you looking forward to in the coming weeks? I'm interested to see what Niobe Labs is. Like, it's a it's an event that unlocks the Final Forge. I want to know what's in the Final Forge. I want to know why I'm going to grind the Final Forge. What's in there? Is it weapons? Is it armor? Is it something that we haven't heard of? Is it that cool fusion rifle that shoots projectiles from the trailers that they showed us? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You know, and I hope Joker's Wild thinks through the fact that nobody's going to want an entire season of Gambit. I, we, the, the community has very, very, I think, apparently shown that, that we're torn on Gambit. Even the people that like Gambit, I don't know if they like it that much, that they want a whole season centered around Gambit. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's this giant swath of the community that just, man, they can't get enough Gambit. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm just waiting for the ads to despawn, please. Next question from Estimated Profit. Spent all weekend grinding for the breakneck. Worth it 100%. Uh, love the gun. Do you think that if they implemented winning adding more or, or adding more games to the check to get through it faster would have helped? This would help with all pinnacle weapon grinds. More pinnacle weapon grinds should be uh, would be fantastic thoughts. I'm actually more of the opinion that I want pinnacle weapons to be in the loot pool as a potential drop like we like what we do when we go for the blast furnace. 
Like, I would love it if the Blast Furnace had a pinnacle role that was, you know, 10-level Masterwork and it had Desperado, right? But I don't I don't like the... I- oh, we got it! And we got Tac Mag, and we got Reload. We got Feeding Frenzy Rampage Tac Mag. I think this is I think this is a really really good roll. Um, four extra rounds, uh, good range and good reload speed. This is a fantastic roll on the Blast Furnace. This is really really good. Um, there we go. There we go, and we got a 650 Blast Furnace to infuse in it. That's got Snapshot and Headseeker. That's Duke Sauce. There we go. Time to go over something else. But to, to, to go back to the question, I don't I don't feel I don't feel like just put in enough time and we're gonna spit out a pinnacle weapon. I don't like that. I personally don't like that. I don't. It doesn't feel like a loot pursuit. It feels like a transaction of time. Oh, what's that? What do you want? Okay, yeah, go do this, run in this hamster wheel long enough, and we'll give you a fantastic weapon. I I don't know. I don't... That just doesn't feel very good. That doesn't feel like I earned the... I don't feel like I earned it, you know? I don't know. I think there's better ways. I think there's better ways to give us pinnacle weapons. And I think Ada's Bounties is the is is in my... In my opinion, obviously this is my opinion, I have a bias towards loot pursuit, towards a loot chase. I do. I have a bias. Um, that, to me, is the absolute best. We're going to put Rampage spec on it as well. Uh... This thing's going to be just money. This is going to be a really nice weapon. Um, we can lower the handling and get more range with that, but I like the, I actually like the sight I got, too. I'm excited. Excited. We might have to just... what? We could grind for a machine gun. Let's go for the machine gun. We could get a Feeding Frenzy... I don't, let me see if I have a Feeding Frenzy Rampage Hammerhead while I take the next question. So, when I think about this, when I think about Breakneck, and I think about... You know, grinding for the breakneck. I don't find that nearly as exciting as what I just did. I have a I have a feeding frenzy mulligan and a Genesis. No, yeah, we can go for the machine gun. Um, and I like that forge a lot anyway. That forge is really, really fun. Um So I think that uh I think that there's a time and a place there's a time and a place for that, right? for for those types of grinds but in my opinion I don't know if pinnacle weapons are it oh we need a ballistics log shoot we'll have to get what we'll to switch characters because I don't I don't I'm not gonna be able to get a ballistics log because I need four more of those bounties I'm gonna have to switch to my warlock uh Let's take another question while I switch characters. Magic plays. What do you think Bungie should do to bring new weapon types that have a reason to use and feel different than other types? For example, in Maya's grenade launchers are just worse versions of rocket launchers. Well, rocket launchers are worse versions of basically any power weapon in the game. So, like, you're it's way that's a way way step down, right? Um, reset will happen soon. There'll be new bounties. Oh yeah, reset is in three minutes. Um. Yeah, but it's a whole lot easier to switch, do two forges, and go. Because how many bounties do I need to do? I need to do four more bounties. Uh, swords, rifles, and bows. Enemies defeated. Yeah, I'll just switch to the warlock. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, they don't need to bring new weapon types per se. They need to, they need to invest in the weapons they have. 
right? Invest in the weapons that you have. Like, why not take grenade launchers and make them better? Why not take uh, the, the the weapons that are in the game and make them better? And, and make grenade launchers, make rocket launchers, make them all significantly better than they are now. There doesn't, there doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to say, well, grenade launchers and rocket launchers are crap, so we better make sure and, uh, and make a bunch of new weapons, right? That, to me, doesn't make sense. Do I have a pulse rifle reload somewhere? I don't, but I can switch to recovery with momentum transfer. So I don't, you don't really need a reload with, that's the beauty of feeding frenzy, by the way, the beauty of feeding frenzy in a really fast reload speed is now I can use something like momentum transfer grenade gives me more melee. So that's actually, that's actually nice. Um, just masterwork it just for the, I just like to masterwork stuff for the, the, uh, the, the, what it looks like. Right. <laughs> I like to see the, I like to see it, uh, with the little gold outline. Does anybody else do that? Like, you get bothered by a weapon that doesn't have the little gold outline? Like, I'm burning through Master Records. I don't really care. I don't need them for anything else. Um, I don't know. I do that. Let's see how far we are on the Catalyst here, too. 57%. We'll have the Catalyst in no time. Nice. So, yeah. Invest. I think they need to invest in the guns they have now and make them better before they start bringing in new weapons, even though I do want... Uh, even though I do want legendary trace rifles to be brought into the game. Presto says, Lono, how would you feel about a, a smaller version of a trace, say SMG style? Uh, smaller damage, less, uh, much less ammo. Could be a way to boost SMGs and traces for legendaries. Well, I mean, that sounds cool. I mean, that's a whole new weapon type, though. That's a whole new weapon type. Now, if you iterate on trace rifles like I said in my talk, like you could have uh, trace fusions. So the Trace Fusion would, would would do, you know what the 1K Voices does? How it's like a zzzz, and then it lets go, zzzz, and then it lets go. That could be a really, really cool Trace Rifle. You like hold it down, and then it has to stop, and then do it again. And it kind of does sticky, you know, sticky damage to them. Like it covers them in junk. Kind of like how the, uh, the same way the 1K Voices does. So... That's, that's where I would, uh, that's where I would probably land on it. I would, I would say, make them, make them cool like that, so they have that, they have that neat feel. And I'm gonna go, I'm again gonna go for the white, the white colors here on all, all my weapons. It's been feeling pretty saucy having, like, the real clean white skins on there. Yeah, if you want to invest in new, if you want to invest in new stuff, then that's what I would do. I would invest in in making trace rifles cooler than they are now because trace rifles have potential i think trace rifles have a lot of potential um to be iterated on mad crow 132 says what is your true opinion over destiny 2 being a mostly action game compared to having less story than destiny 1 whereas story was a lot more detailed and stronger how do you feel about that well number one Number one, I'm going to push back on your contention that Destiny 1 had more story. I don't think that that's true. Taken King had great story, but I believe Taken King and Forsaken stories are equal. Um, we, we got a great enemy, really, really good cutscenes, excellent voice acting. It was good. It was good. Kade dying was a great, great sort of like, oh my gosh moment, like the big explosion in the beginning of Taken King. Um... 
And then D1, D1, like, there was no story. There was, like, no story until we got Taken King. And if you want my honest opinion, as much as I loved Rise of Iron and Wrath of the Machine, Rise of Iron's story was very, very, like, mediocre. It was mediocre. You know? Did she say regenerating? Like, I don't know. I I, I didn't... I, there was something chintzy about Rise of Iron. The, the, they made mistakes, too. Axis wasn't interesting as a raid boss. The Frick... Like, why aren't we fighting the, the, the Iron Lords? That would have been much cooler. Just some Archon priest we'd never heard of. Um, so that was a big misstep. The voice acting, I didn't think, was very good. Um... I don't know. There were things there were things about Rise of Iron that were bland. Now, I'm not saying I disliked Rise of Iron. Hear me out. I'm saying these are marks against your claim, right? Destiny 1 didn't have detailed stronger story. I think that's false. Now, this is subjective. This is subjective, right? D1 had better grimoire, okay, but it wasn't in the game. This is subjective, but I think the story of Gaul is miles better than the vanilla story of Destiny 1. The, the cutscenes with Gaul and the speaker and when he kills the console and like he kicks you off the top is you you know you're not brave or you're not courageous you know you just no longer know the fear of death oh man that was cool the curse of Osiris cutscenes and story were actually really good even though curse of Osiris kind of sucked the Panoptes fight was really really cool like there's a there's a lot better I think the story in d2 is significantly better it just the way it was pieced together the, i don't know the cutscenes at the end of d2 when like you're sneaking through the city and all of that gall was just this idiot you know he was just this power hungry idiot i loved that i loved the the vacancy behind what we thought was so just domineering about him he was actually nothing i thought that was a neat turn of events um what else? I'm trying to think. I think the, the Forsaken story is so good. Go back and play through Forsaken and tell me that cutscene with all the playing cards, all of the all of the barons. Dude, Destiny 2, with respect to story cutscenes and good dialogue and, and good voice acting, Destiny 2 kicks the crap out of Destiny 1. It just kicks it around. So much better. So much better. Um, the Panoptes fight was cool. You just dunked two orbs. Dude, the Panoptes fight was way longer than the ending section. It was way longer than the ending section. This gun feels really good with Feeding Frenzy and the Masterwork Reload. I really like this gun. This is nice. Um, so. And the Forsaken story is still developing? Yeah, the Forsaken story's not even done yet! That scene with the scene with the, the the queen's brother Aldrin getting rezzed by a ghost. What the frick? You know what I'm saying? There ain't nothing like that. There ain't no holy crap moments in Destiny One like that. Destiny One was good, but I I just think they've gotten much better at telling at telling stories this time around. I really enjoyed the storytelling in both Forsaken and D2 Vanilla. D2 Vanilla was disappointing, but I, so I think that makes people forget, you know, like, like the Gaul fight wasn't very good. It just makes people forget the fact that, like, really, really good. Spoilers, uh, if you don't know about Aldrin being rezzed by a ghost by now, I mean, what the frick do you want me to do? Like, that was weeks ago. Billboard Billy. Do you think Trace Rifles have a good chance of getting love in the annual pass? I love them and would like to see one of their uses... Uh, new raid tether to siphon energy from enemies. 
That's kind of cool. I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to get that specific of a usage with a trace rifle, but I do think they could look at the annual pass and say, okay, we have an archetype that we've built, okay? There's a damage output. Th- like, there are stats already in place, right? They have built a trace rifle archetype, all right? So just iterate on this and dial some of it back so it doesn't feel too strong. You don't want it to feel like an exotic in disguise the way the Ikelos did. And then put it in the game. Put them in the game. Put them in the forges. I don't know. Make not... No, what if Niobe Labs has trace rifles in it? Like, how exciting would that be? Like, this video will get a ton of clicks. <laughs> if that's the case, I don't have any inside information. I don't know that. But that'd be neat if Niobe Labs had stuff hidden from us that was... You know, I don't know if you even go to trace rifles in the... Uh, if you even go to trace rifles inside of the inside of the collections, does it actually um, show any more trace rifles? Is there any unknowns in there? You know, I don't know. That'd be cool. I love trace rifles. I don't know. Inadvertent foresight. That'd be cool if I had inadvertent foresight to talk about this. And then Niobe Labs like, oh, you want trace rifles? Here's your trace rifles, you son of a gun. Like, that'd be good. I'd take it. Let's go. You know? Only reason I'm not sure about feeding frenzy on a pulse is that feeding frenzy is great. I'm not saying it's not great. I'm saying the reason I think it's super nice on the 110 on the wardens, the reason it's nice is it's forgiving when you get body shots. Pulse rifle body shots are really unnecessary, so you don't want to get lazy with feeding frenzy you can get lazy i think with feeding frenzy on the wardens because it hits so hard even when it's a body shot like when rampage times three is up on the wardens a body shot's basically a kill shot that's one of the reasons it's such a nice weapon so you still need to use a pulse like a pulse and choose your shots which is easy with this style like it's not hard to get the headshots and get the kills like that's not a difficult thing to do. And then, you know, keeping Rampage times three going is not difficult either with Rampage spec. Um, so very, very nice weapon. Glad to have a good role for it. Uh, Niji Wave says, when looking at the frames of weapons, perhaps make types like the Suros, the Amalon, to deepen weapon diversity while enabling thematic perks, given how vice frames are in-game already. Thoughts? Yeah, like, the vice, like, the, the weapon manufacturers is a, is got, there's a lot of potential with weapon manufacturers. When I heard Arms Week was coming, I was really excited because that's an idea I've had for a long time. Like, have the, um, have the weapon manufacturers show up to the tower, have the weapon manufacturers show up to the tower and then you pledge allegiance to one and do a bunch of stuff for them and get cool drops the whole time you're pledging allegiance to them. You're getting maybe shaders as well. You're getting all sorts of cool stuff. And on top of that, at the end of the week, there's like a really, really cool reward from Suros or Hake and it's a gun. It's a pinnacle gun from them, right? You know, they, there's a lot they could do with Arms Week and the uh, and the and the weapon manufacturers to make you be like, oh, I want Amalon, dude. I love Amalon guns. Oh, I love hockey guns. Whatever, whatever your poison is. I think there's a lot of potential there because the guns have a feel. They definitely have a feel, and I think there's a lot they could do uh, with them. Now, I just got 91. Oh, it's because I'm already maxed. Never mind. I was like, I only got 91 out of that brick, but it was because I've, I think I was so close to max. That's why I didn't get that much. I was wondering if there was maybe something on my other loadout that was giving me bigger drops. 117. 
No, but that took me to 500. I think I am. I think I am full again. Yeah, I'm full. That's why. Okay. Uh, birth, birth eater. Wait, until Wave Splitter isn't PS4 exclusive, most OP weapon in the Crucible and cuts through enemies like butter. Uh, or oh, you're saying wait until yeah, wait until it comes. Yeah, because it most people like butter. Um, can't counter it in the Crucible. Uh, you can't count in Crucible. Well, then more than likely, they'll you know they'll make adjustments to the Wave Splitter. Then I mean, it's a PS4 exclusive, and they probably like people saying that. You think it's an accident that it's broken in PvP? No, it's on purpose. They want people that aren't on PS4 to hear about that and 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 wish that they could have one. Like that's that's not abnormal. That's not an abnormal thing for them uh, to do. That uh, they did that with exotics in the past. Like really good exotics would be on the PlayStation first. Um, that's a normal normal thing. There's nothing there's nothing new there. We're not treading over new ground with them uh, with them doing that. So. It will come to Xbox and it'll come to PC and when it does, it'll be nerfed. <laughs> 166 out of that brick. So, still getting great. Still, again, just great ammo economy. You know, one and a half to close to, you know, two mags out of one brick. So you can you can really keep these going uh, as long as the green bricks are dropping. So... What do you think about new subclass trees introduced in Forsaken? Uh, I feel like Hunters and Warlocks got pretty good ones. Uh, the other ones for Titan are kind of meh. Yeah, the detonators are cool. Thanks, babe. The detonators are the detonators are certainly cool for uh, Titans, but the the burning mall it just it's so it's so so difficult. It's so difficult to replace burning uh, melting point. Melting point is so strong. Um, it's just very, very difficult to replace it and, and to, to feel like you're getting your worth out of another subclass. Uh, and then, you know, the detonators are neat and the shield is actually really nice. Like Ursa Furiosa makes the, the Titan, the Titan, uh, subclass really, really strong, uh, in Crucible, but that's dependent on an exotic. So I'm not actually sure, you know, what the, what the answer, uh, what the answer there is. I, I, I actually like Code of the Missile a lot, um, personally. Now, I know a lot of people are going to look at it and be like, well, it's not that effective. It doesn't matter. It's freaking fun as frick. If you run Code of the Missile with, you know, Skullfort, it is a blast. It's just an absolute blast. Take that and just run some of your normal content loop and just really embrace slamming the ground nonstop with Skullfort. Like, you're just constantly getting your, your, your ground slam back, and then you're able to just decimate uh anything with your with thundercrash as a super like thundercrash as a super is just really really fun um it is it's great for bosses honestly lords says i feel like we're focused into activities for power pursuit so my question is how would you feel about allowing us to farm one activity but increasing the grind on every completion example do three strikes to get a powerful five to get another ten more this is an idea that uh, we had on the Rageous Roundtable where we said, what if they set an interval on every activity for powerful drops? So you could say, you know, hey, if you if you want to just run strikes all day long, there's an interval at which you get powerful engrams. First one is after two, the second one's after three, and then maybe it just settles into every four after that, right? 
Now, the reason I think this is important is I think leveling and player volition need to be streamlined and empowered instead of making people feel like they have to run, you know, certain pieces of content just to level up. I think that starts to rub people the wrong way. Now, I know Bungie likes to do that. They like people circulating through the different pieces of the game. I don't necessarily think there's a problem with that. But I think basically saying this activity, this meat and potatoes activity like a strike is no longer worth your time after just a couple. I think that's a mistake. I think that is a logistical mistake. You're 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 just enjoying you're just enjoying that meat and potatoes content, man. Strikes, 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 strikes. Why kick people out and be like, nah, you got you, you you got your you got your powerful, right? You get you get one powerful from three and then you're done. What? Now I would say if they're gonna tweak this, what if strikes? I think should just give you a powerful every day. Three, get one. Three, get one. Three, get one. You're still making people, if they really want to put in a long play session, they're going to go into other, they're going to go into other pieces of the game. But at the very least, every night some guy gets home from work, he can crank through his three strikes and get a powerful. Like certain things just shouldn't be weekly. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Like, what's the point? It doesn't even take. Why is it weekly? It doesn't even take that long to do three strikes. You know what I mean? You do three strikes, it's like, well, so I'm what? I'm done with strikes for the entire week then. It doesn't take any time at all. You know, it should be daily. I think they could afford I think they could afford to convert a lot of the milestones to dailies. You're not slowing down the hardcore players anyway, so all you're doing is this frustrating player volition. Crucible same deal. Lower it off of 5 matches to 3. Lower it off of 5 matches to 3 and make it daily. You know, it like you're the, the idea that you're going to slow players down is ludicrous. You don't slow down anybody. You just frustrate player volition, right? Well, it's Thursday, and I've got two characters, and I've already done my strike milestone. Well, I guess I have to go do a bunch of content that I don't want to do, you know? Malarkey96, I'm so sorry I missed your Prime sub. Thank you so much. I think I got Zweeperbot a little bit ago and Hudson Platt, and now Tonders with their Prime sub. Welcome. Thank you for all the Prime subs. 107 bits from Valiant. Uh, I won these from Ninja's stream. See a rising tide uh, raises all boats. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Valiant, <laughs> for the bits from Ninja's stream. Um, yeah, I would I would change the way the milestone system works significantly. I also think th- this would give more ground to my idea of saying the milestone should tell you what you're getting. If it rotates daily, if it rotates daily... Okay, so Tuesday, you know, strikes are given a gun. And you're like, eh. And then Wednesday, strikes give a piece of armor. Yay, right? So then you're only going into pieces of content you don't like much less frequently. And you have imp- you're have you empowered to chase the things you want. If you really need armor, you're going to go and do those daily milestones that give armor, right? And then the next day, it rotates off of armor and rotates to something else. Like, if having these milestones rotate daily gives even more, I think, ground and push for my idea of saying the milestone should tell you what you're getting. Again, you're just empowering players to level up. I don't need guns for frick's sake right now when I'm leveling up, right? If you get to that point where you don't need guns, then it's really helpful to know I can do this and get armor. That's why I think Ada's, Ada's, Ada's setup is a great template for so many things. So many things, right? Yeah, I'm using the lens, the Prometheus lens. I have an ornament on it. 
since we're talking about trace rifles, I decided to show how versatile and strong trace rifles are. Uh, and we do want to see them come as exotics. I do. I did take back what I said, though. I think the Prometheus lens and the Colhart should be exotic. They get to wear a lot of hats. They're very, very strong. They're very, very strong. Boise B with another Prime sub. Thank you so much for the Prime sub. Welcome. And then Toddy Bowman with nine months. Happy New Year to you too, man. Thank you for a stream, baby. Uh, Binks Lily says, how do you get the Thunderlord now? You just it drops from exotic Ingram. Sorry, it's not super easy to get now like it was before. It's just luck. So buy a faded Ingram every week from Xur. It's, it's, uh, no, it's not in faded Ingrams. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, ignore that. Um, yeah, sorry. You just got to hope to get one from an Ingram. Another prime sum from Valduvius. Oh, that's such a fun name to say. Valduvius, thank you so much for the prime sub as well. Thank you for all the prime subs. Molly is tasty. What does your god roll blasphemous look like? The one I got just a moment ago. <laughs> uh, Rampage Feeding Frenzy Tac Mag, I think is one of the best rolls you can get. Uh, you get a few extra rounds in the mag, and Tac Mag actually helps reload. Uh, and then I got a reload speed masterwork. I, I love it. I put a Rampage Masterwork, uh, Rampage Spec mod on it. It's a very, very nice gun. <laughs> it's a very nice gun. Uh, they took out the Thunderlord quest. Thunderlord quest was tied to the Festival of the Lost. It was at the end of Festival of the Lost, so it wasn't a quest. It was like an event. It was associated with the event. Um, and so, yeah, it's not in. Uh, it's not in the game. Um, Sorry. Positron, earlier you mentioned how playing with Trice Rifle alters your playstyle. What are your thoughts on utilizing Destiny's weapon system to further expand on this idea? For example, an exotic trace reduced damage that can also heal allies. Here's the thing. Somebody the other day said, you know, why don't we have, you know, in the future, why don't they make Destiny 3 embrace more RPG roles like support classes and stuff like that, Okay. I don't necessarily think that's a that's a bad idea. I just think you'd really need to build a different game. There aren't a whole lot of times where you healing me is necessary. I'd be like, why are you healing me? Shoot the enemies, you dum-dum. Like, quit shooting me. I'm fine, right? Most players are strong enough or aware enough to pretty much survive on their own in PvE content. Rifts, walls, you know, dodges, different abilities to just increase survivability. There's not a huge, huge need uh, for guns that do that, you know? Now, what you could do, what you could do is you could have a vampire-like trace rifle where if you do enough sustained damage to an enemy, it drops maybe an orb of light on the ground or it drops something on the ground that gives people an overshield when they run over that, right? We know that's in the game. That's in the one That's in the one uh, wanted, wanted lost sector that I just did today. The one on Mercury. Whenever you kill those, whenever you kill those guys with the purple shields, they drop a little triangle on the ground that makes you shielded for a moment. You know, but with things like healing rifts and walls and dodging, like I just, I truly don't know if there's this enormous need for support class, really anything. Not that it's a bad idea. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm saying there's not a need or a pain point that that's landing on. If that makes sense. That pain point of survivability, increasing survivability, or whatever you want to call it, support. There's enough in the game, I think, already that does that. So I think there'd be cooler things you could do with a trace rifle than, like, oh, it's a healing trace rifle. Enjoy being, you know, what's-her-face from Overwatch. Uh, So, mercy. Molly Stacy, 
Have you used trace rifles in PvP? No, I, I haven't really used them in PvP, so uh, I know that the wave splitter on PS4 is, I've been told consistently, uh, it's silly. I want to try this on him and see if the if the over, if the thing popping out. No, it doesn't get big enough to get the little guys around him. That's, what I, that's the only thing I thought, is like maybe... Uh, Maybe it would do that. Oh shoot! I'm not a war. I'm not a hunter. I'm sorry. I'm not a titan. I don't know what I am. I'm a Geomag's uh, Chaos Reach. Is what I am. That is so fun. That is such a long super with Geomag's. Uh, so Geomag's really makes you uh, a powerful, a powerful foe because you can basically use your heavy more liberally. Like you don't have to save it for the boss because Geomag super is just so, so strong. Um, so it only increases when you deal damage. Oh, so it doesn't increase in size if I'm not doing damage, so it wouldn't work. That makes sense. Vicious Spell. Do you think the lack of trace rifle armor perks contributes to them being vastly underused? I realize Bungie made auto rifle perks work for them, but that seemed like a patch job to me. Well, it's a bank error in your favor, because if you slap on auto rifle reloader, and then you can run it with the breakneck, and then both your guns are reloading nice and quick, right? If you run Prometheus Lens, you don't need that. I don't need an increased reload with Feeding Frenzy on these guns, so that frees up my gauntlets a little bit. Feeding Frenzy is just default fast, and it's practically procking, like, what, like 95% of your engagements. You're you're killing something before reloading. So, Feeding Frenzy, you don't, you don't need a reload uh, perk. That's why, that's why Feeding Frenzy is such a, uh, is such a superior perk to all perks right now. So, um... You have to abandon the activity and then travel. It's because I do it really fast, Fuzzy. After I pick up the stuff, I immediately travel to the tower. You might just be taking a little bit too long. I run through the pile, and then I immediately come here. Um, so, we'll get our ballistics log here, and then we can grind for the machine gun frame and try and get a... Uh, try and get a, a, a rampage feeding frenzy. Defeat powerful enemies with powerful weapons to finish the calibration. Isn't this... See, this is the one where the calibration is kind of frustrating. I don't know of a good place to do this other than Escalation Protocol. Doing it on the Leviathan's not too bad with the Whisper. Renton with 12 months. That's an entire year of subs. Enjoy the red badge. Happy New Year. Thoughts on Bungie not saying anything about perk or lack thereof. Perks or lack thereof. Very boring to hunt for a god roll. The Genesis on being guns that behave the same way. Outlaw, Rampage, ETC. I don't know, dude. You get a blast furnace like I just got. It still feels pretty good. It still feels pretty good. <laughs> um, so I I would like them to say something to the effect in January of, hey, we're listening to you guys. There's been a lot of feedback about kind of the lack of perk diversity or perk depth, and we're, we're, we're wanting to roll out more perks, the likes of, you know, Onslaught, Trench Barrel, Desperado, and Magnificent Howl. Like, they may come and say that. And I it, that would be really exciting if they did. Um, so... If they don't say that, then, you know, that that's not necessarily going to be, like, groundbreaking for me. Like, oh, no, I'm, ne- you know, what's the point in playing? But I still I still think that could be a, a, be a nice, nice uh, pivot. We're just going to use Leviathan because it just makes it really easy for me to answer these questions and just not really be thinking that much. Uh, I don't want to try and go do EP and then, like, I get too focused and, like, I'm hunting down the majors. So, um... 
Petrovono says, uh, if you bring back intentional grind, do you believe the time to get a forge weapon is appropriate for intentional grind? Also, if this is done and there are no other loot options when killing lost sector bosses, for instance, the grind might feel empty. Well, I think there's room for a, a spectrum, right? Nightfall grind is not guaranteed. It's like every six or seven nightfalls. It's a slower interval, right? Um, forge grind is pretty quick. But given how long it took me to get a blast furnace that I wanted, I still don't have an orchid that I want, and then there's other weapons to go for since it's a broad loot pool. I'm okay with the interval. I think the interval for I think the interval for forge weapons is great. I think it's totally fine. DSG silent. Finally got my first warden's law last night after a dozen runs. I got rampage, rangefinder, drop mag, and a reload masterwork. Uh, at first, I was not a fan, but after a while playing with it, it's a ton of fun. I love the look and feel, and it's motivating me to grind for the Feeding Frenzy roll. How long did it take you to farm? Thanks, Lona. Love your content. I don't remember. I actually have a little bit of a, dis- a, a little bit of an advantage over you. I had one with Triple Tap from back when I was grinding for it, and the reason I hung on the Triple Tap is I had a feeling they were going to make Triple Tap and Fourth Times the Charm better because they were going to make it interact with the you know shooting shooting two bullets at once thing like I felt like they were going to do something with that and unfortunately uh, they didn't but but I ended up getting my triple tap turned into feeding frenzy which was a huge win now I had the curated role I still think curated role is what should have gotten feeding frenzy zen moment on a 110 hand cannon is stupid but but feeding frenzy getting out of this is nice so um Nice brag question. I don't think this is a brag question. It's not even that great of a roll. I honestly drop mag on a hand cannon's not. You really gotta play specifically so you don't get too punished by drop mag. I don't think it's a brag question. If you're that jealous of his wardens, maybe uh, maybe go grind for one instead of complaining in chat. <laughs> uh, next question. Fish, fish, fish EPA. Uh, bringing back year one weapons with random rolls. If the same archetypes of guns all have random perks, how could one gun be better than another? For example, Go Figure is just about worthless now with Blast Furnace. Yeah, you're, 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 this is power creep, right? This is what power creep is called. So when you bring in the Blast Furnace, it's basically a Go Figure, but it's better. Um, right? And that's problematic because now it's like, well, why should I care about the Go Figure? To a certain extent, I don't know what other option they have because you can't make pulse rifles that vastly different uh, because they essentially do the same thing, right? Um, Did anybody up here drop purple ammo so I can kill these guys? It doesn't look like it. Bummer. Okay. So I don't know what you're going to do, right? Like, what ends up happening... Here's what ends up happening, right? Is... Like, the difference between the Imago Loop and the Palindrome in D1. There were minor differences. I had a Palindrome with explosive rounds, but I didn't want to use it. Why? I thought it looked dumb. Um, (laughs) You couldn't put skins on weapons back then, right? I thought it looked like a friggin' toy. I hated it. So, I grind for the Imago Loop. Now, I think Imago Loop had better potential perks, and I think it also had better base stats, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't actually remember if it was really worth the grind for the Imago Loop or if it was just more my own personal preference kind of landing on, you know, going for the gun. So in that realm, you're, you're still, I think you're still left with 
Um, he literally has no health. You're still you're still left with feeling like, do I really need to do this? No, not really, but my preference says I want it. You know, and a lot of people might shrug and say, no, nah, I don't really freaking care. The reason I think it's okay is because we use the go figure for three months. And if you're like, man, my go figure just kind of got over overshadowed by the blast furnace. Isn't that kind of supposed to happen in an RPG? Like in most RPGs, you're like, this axe is amazing. Oh my gosh. And then five or 10 levels later, you're like this piece of trash and you throw and you throw it away and then you get another axe, right? It gives you a taste for that style of fighting, right? I mean, we're kind of doing that when then when that with this kind of power creep. You're like, well, yeah, you liked your go figure and you invested in it, you masterworked it, but it's, it's there's a better there's a better thing now. I think that's okay. What else are they gonna do? Like, like to your question, could they make base stats and things different? I mean, how many base stats are you gonna change on a pulse? What are you really gonna do to the pulse? Oh, we'll rein in the range. Okay, so people are going to then want to use the one that has the most range oh we'll, we'll make this one have really fast reload you know now that's a way to do it right you could potentially say do it with the archetypes right i don't you know but then within one archetype what are you going to do like let's just address this one right here okay you have an aggressive burst hard hitting four burst fire pulse rifle and it's a 450 rpm okay so you have the blast furnace and you have the go figure and then there's an energy version called right side of wrong i think that's what it's called right now the difference between those three let's just imagine they were all kinetics okay the difference between those three is is going to be marginal even if one has a little bit more stability or a little less this or a little less that now you could then say I like this one because, right, it has a little bit more range and I'm going for a range version or this one's base reload is a little bit stronger. So feeding frenzy stacks really, really nicely on it. You know what I'm saying? So like you're getting that sense of like, I'm, I'm chasing the one that I want. This one's people did that in D1. This one's recoil pattern is this, this one's, this one's base stat is that. Yeah, scopes and barrels could be different too. I, I, yeah. So maybe what Bungie could do is within each archetype create three purposes, okay? So if there's three go figure archetype pulses, let's say there's three. You have one built for range, one built for reload, and one built for handling, okay? And then within each of those, the one built for range has scopes that are sensible for range. This one built for, you know, reload has scopes that make sense of like why it's reloading faster. It's a lighter, they're lighter, smaller scopes. And then the one for handling is like even more stripped down, right? And then the one built for range has barrel, maybe different. Well, no, they don't do different barrel types. They just do the, uh, they just do the different scopes on these guns. So then you might say, I, I'm okay with not having tons of range. I love a really fast reload, or I love really fast handling, and then you pivot toward one. They all have the same potential perks that are going to drop on them. And, oh man, this idea just got better. The one built for range has a pinnacle perk that makes sense on a more range-driven pulse. The one built for reload has a pinnacle perk that is tied to reload. Do you see what I'm getting at? So Onslaught as a perk is kind of tied to reload. It's not really tied to range. So you might get a perk on a pulse that 
there's there's three of the same pulses, right? They're all go figure archetypes. They all have different they all have they all have different names. One's built for this, one's built for that, one's built for that. And then their pinnacle perks are within that identity. They're within that identity. And again, the pinnacle perk idea is that you can get random roles. You can get any of the classic roles that you might want. Feeding Frenzy, Rampage, Outlaw, Rampage, Outlaw, Kill Clip. You can get all those classic roles, but then that pinnacle version is a Masterwork level 10. It's a static role, and it's got a perk on it that you can't get anywhere else, like Onslaught. You know, maybe the one built for range has Desperado on it, because they feel like Desperado just makes sense on a gun with lots of range, right? And you're like, well, I really like a faster reload. Okay, but well, you're trading. The reload's a little bit slower, but with Desperado, the, the fire rate's stupidly fast, and it's got great range, you know? So then you're then you're pivoting players between even with just in one within within one archetype. We just created a bunch of personalization and a bunch of potential power grind. With j- just with three pulse rifles, we did that, right? You could have Desperado. You could have. I don't know. We need to think of other perks, right? And this is Bungie's job. Bungie should sit down and say, what could we do to a pulse rifle to give it a pinnacle perk like Desperado and just start throwing out ideas and then just put it in the game. So then when they introduce a new weapon, you're like, man, this weapon looks dope. This blast furnace is cool. And sure, I can go for those classic versions, those classic roles that I want. Maybe the more casual player can't grind as much as the next guy. And so he gets a good roll and he's happy. It's a cool looking gun. It's got a new aesthetic and he's got a great roll on it. But you're going for the pinnacle. You're going for the quote unquote desperado roll. Well, then, then you have power I think what what feels like a sensible power creep and then that's not even power creep honestly as long as the weapon is behaving as long as the weapon is behaving like a pinnacle piece of gear right you're like oh it's a pinnacle piece of gear it's doing the damage ceiling of a primary weapon it's doing it's hitting the it's hitting the efficiency ceiling of a primary weapon well then you're fine you you have you have you have done a good job right you have created okay so what's the difference between the three i mean they're basically all the same right but they have a different feel they have a different feel they have a different pinnacle perk and they're both doing what i'm doing right now they're killing trash ads nice and fast and nice and saucy you know that's all you really need guns to do you need guns to match the match the efficiency of the guns in the game right now and just have them feel cooler essentially There's not even really such a thing as power creep with kinetics and energies because they're all already at the maximum efficiency. The only thing you could do is like, here's a hand cannon, auto rifle, and pulse rifle, and it one-shots anything, even if you hit him in the toe. Like, that's the only way you're going to get past the efficiency that people are already at. Uh... Hector V. uh, Hector says, Would you like to see Onslaught on another weapon type of uh, weapons? Obviously, with, with with things like Desperado... Oh, this guy might actually give me um, seeds. I don't know. He, he probably won't give me 10 because he's not wanted. Um, just kidding. Okay. Well, he gave me enough with the ones I may have already had. I don't know how much he gave me. Let's go to the tower. Um, you want to be careful with this. Like, I think we could see Magnificent Howl in September of 2019, this year. Magnificent Howl might show up on another hand cannon. Onslaught could show up on another auto rifle. But you don't... You don't want to do that too soon, right? Oh, well, 
you know, now you just undercut. We didn't even get to use the breakneck for that long. Maybe in Penumbra, they bring Onslaught onto something else. You know, he does give a perfect 10. Nice. You just got to be careful with pinnacle perks like Onslaught and Desperado and Magnificent Howl. If you start spreading them too quickly to other guns, you you unseat you unseat how uh, how pinnacle they are. You know. Schnozberries. Speaking of Ada's bounties, the ones that grant augmented weapons, I assume they give the new weapons that drop from Forge enemies. No, they don't. But I just got a random Forsaken weapon. Do you feel there's a missed opportunity to grind for BA weapons? Yep. Yeah, I think the augmented should be those, personally. Augmented weapons don't make any sense. They don't make any sense. It's not a value point. Being like, here's a... Uh, here's a here's a last dance because that's I think that's one that can drop from it. And instead of just having outlaw here, there's another perk option. Okay, who the frick cares? Like, what does that do for me? That doesn't do anything for me. That extra perk, mathematically, it increases the likelihood of you getting a roll that you want. But given that those augmented perks drop stuff that are just totally random. Now, somebody might push back. I mean, people on my people on my YouTube comments were like, Dummy, read the title of the bounties, and you can actually get weapons from certain parts of the game. So, like, Vanguard Arsenal be a Vanguard weapon. Okay? Uh, Destination Arsenal. I am assuming wherever you decide to go, you could probably go to the Dreaming City. We should test this today. We should go to the Dreaming City and see if we get a Dreaming City we- uh, from that, because if we if that's, if that's where we gather them. Gambit, that's going to be a Gambit weapon, right? Dreaming City, that's going to be a Dreaming City weapon. So maybe these are better than we've given them credit for, because they do pull from a specific loot pool, and they just throw an extra perk on them. So these might be better than I've given them credit for. Why not have one more that says Black Armory? Forge you know, or whatever you want to call it. And then you can do it in the forge, and then it spits out one of those cool forge weapons, so it could spit out, like, the galliard with, like, an extra perk or something, right? Destination frame is an open-world weapon. Oh, bummer. I thought you could influence it by, like, collecting the stuff on that planet instead of... Okay, well, a.k.a. Edge Transit. (laughs) Yeah, 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 a.k.a. Edge Transit. There you go. Okay, next question. Um, Soldier on Music, do you think Destiny 2 is finally in a place where the casual can become a hardcore player rather than just turning the hardcore into a casual? I think that Forsaken has me playing more and there's finally enough paths to level that I want to play more. Future looks bright. I agree with you. I agree with you. I know those of us that play a lot more are getting to the ceiling a little bit faster, but you have to remember, you are always going to get to the ceiling faster. Always. Always. If you, uh, is I, the artist formerly known as a bearded prophet? Oh, what's good, Mr. Perfect? Mr. Perfect, I like that. Um, I can't believe that name was available. Um, that's in line with his gamer tag. I, as a hardcore player, you're always, there is a ceiling. You're gonna get to it, eventually. And with drip feed content, you're gonna get to it probably a little bit faster than you want, and there's not much they can do about that, right? And... If they start digging in and giving better perks, you know, and better rewards, and I think those who feel like the drip feed isn't really satisfying them, I think they'll feel a little bit more satisfaction. And then I think the people that are more casual, the only major obstacle for the casuals was accessibility. They just couldn't level up fast enough. And the numbers have really stabilized in the community. They bounced back. Like Black Armory, Black Armory hurt 
hurt engagement and then it bounced back because I think people were like oh I can level up a little bit quicker and that's winsome that pulls people in that pulls people in that play a little bit less you know Kasibo, what do you think could be done with sidearms in later updates in D3? Uh, delete them from the game forever. Uh, Dubs, what do you think about swords in D2? They should be energy weapons with less damage and more ammo. Um, that's what I think. I don't think they're good for heavy weapon slot. They don't make sense in the heavy weapon slot. Is the chaperone a good weapon? Uh, in the right hands, it's annoying as frick in the crucible. JD Gamer, I heard that this month there would be an update to deal with snipers. Uh, not sure if they're doing it, but do you think sniper meta will return? Alright, here's the thing. Sniper meta in PvP happened because of icebreaker and special ammo economy adjustments. So people pivoted to, they always are going to go to the path of least resistance. This weapon gets past the special ammo economy changes and it's great for map control because I immediately or almost immediately have the ability to prevent pushes down lanes and sight lines. So that's what happened, okay? There was never really a sniper meta in Destiny 1. Snipers were viable. You put a sniper in gigs or crafty's hands and they're going to put on a great show for you, right? Especially if they had the last word. When I saw the first highlight reel I saw of Connor running last word in 1K voices, it blew my freaking mind. I was like, I've never seen anybody play this way, right? But the sniper meta was more of an icebreaker meta because they just completely neutered special ammo economy, so everybody pivoted to icebreaker. Bringing back a sniper meta is going to be really, really difficult because of how viable shotguns are and map design. Map design and radar reach just, I think, is going to make it really hard for snipers to get traction right now unless you go to classic maps. And that might be okay, right? Like, if you really empower snipers to be dominant on certain maps... I think maps having thematic combat is okay. Yo, this week, this is, you know, Trials isn't going on. Boo-hoo. I I do feel bad for the people. I I miss watching that, right? I miss Trials, but it just, this sandbox isn't really good uh, for Trials right now to come back. And I... But I missed seeing that. They're like, this week, you know, people had certain loadouts and certain things that they did because they knew, like, this map is really, really good for for this or this map is really, really good for that. So I don't, I think a lot of the maps just favor shotgun rushing and hand cannons right now. Um, Just because there's just a scrappiness to the game where we are fast again and the maps just have choke points and pushes that are, that are readily available. Oryx Alt, what perks could go on legendary trace rifles to not make them more overpowered than the exotics considering they wouldn't use the exotic slot? Well, I mean, right now, when you use Prometheus Lens, it reloading itself is pretty dadgum nice. Like, you can't throw that on a legendary. That's silly, right? Legendaries don't do that. Like, they don't... As far as I know, legendaries have never... Has there ever been a legendary that just as long as you get a kill, it reloads itself? Like, that's crazy. Coldheart getting increased damage when you when you keep it on the target. Those are, in my mind, exotic perks that you wouldn't put on the legendary. But the reason to run the legendary would be great ammo economy. It does get to wear a couple of hats. You can use it on majors and trash ads. Um, and it, it allows you to play a little bit more drawn back if you're sick of barrel stuffing, if you're sick of always being up in the enemy's face. You know, and... Again, the ammo economy would be one good reason to use it. Like, you just get the ammo back so quickly off of one brick, getting, 
getting almost two mags worth off of one brick is really, really nice. And being able to play more drawn back and, and kill majors. Like right now there's two brick. There's so many bricks on the ground. Boom. 151. Boom. Another one, something probably like a 160 or a one. No, that was a 170, like 169, I think. 168 like in any case like I'm right back to having tons of ammo again like trace rifles could be really great legendary weapons unseat the shotgun meta and be a viable option for a variety of reasons and when you take away things like you know filling the gun automatically (laughs) and having increased damage on a you know on a stationary target you take those away and you'd have some you'd have some pretty good Pretty good mid-tier, uh, mid-tier weapon for mid-tier engagements and mid-tier damage. You know, I said mid-tier a lot just there. Uh, Black Zach Morris, uh, man, I would watch that Save by the Bell. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, somebody needs to ship that. What do you think about making it so that invaders cannot be revived for the rest of the round if killed while invading? That sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, that sounds like it would really, really hurt just the way the game works. It's a 4v4 game. I don't really understand what the impetus to be would, with, with saying, like, if you die while invading, you're out for the rest of the round. Make it more risky. Well, nobody would freaking invade because everybody would just camp the spots, right? Um, that's crazy punishing because somebody could go over and bag three kills and slow your team down significantly and then he dies at the tail end because you, you super him or something. Then he's out for the ne- the rest of the round. That's extreme. Uh, that is extreme. I think that's too extreme. Um, you can do what I call uh, is an over pivot. Uh, it's an over pivot, and that's an over pivot. You're saying here's a problem. Invasion's a bit too influential, and you're like, now let's go the other side and fall into this pit and make it too punishing, right? <laughs> it's like you can't uh, you can't do that. That would that would not be uh, received well. It would not be received well. So, I don't uh, I don't approve of this idea. Vicious spell when grinding weapons such as forge weapons or nightfall weapons. Do you ever get discouraged that you might never get the roll you want? Um, that's always like a lingering thought, right? Like the closer we get to reset, when I'm going for a warden's law, I'm like, uh, we've only got a couple more chances, guys. Like, I don't know. I kind of like that. There's something about that urgency that. Uh, tickles me in my jimblies, you know? It's like, it kind of gets me, it gets me the right kind of excited and frustrated. It's a good mixture. It's a good mixture. You don't ever want to have this, like, just play enough and you get all the best stuff. That transaction of time takes away the romance, takes away the elation, the excitement, the chase, you know? You don't know when you're going to get it. You know, your buddy could grind for the wardens and his second one that drops could be the one you want. You want to freaking punch him in the face, right? And he's laughing all the way to the bank. There's something cool about that. Zweeper bot in forges you are able to pass the ball around do you think they should add something to make this mechanic more meaningful like the orbs in the dreaming city strike yeah I said that like the first week I was like maybe if we pass them they'll count as double right and that could, that, that could speed up that could be a really really good heroic that could be a really really good heroic modifier what if you could activate a heroic version of the forge and when you charge up at least 10 right at least 10 balls, you throw them back and forth and you charge it and you hit it with 10, it activates a heroic version of the strike and you fight the harder boss or there's a third wave before the boss comes out, you know? Um, 
That could be really, really cool. That could be great. I, I Man, I would love to see that. Because you can definitely throw and catch them, and it does seem like once they're thrown, they're meant to be catched. Uh, that'd be Helen Izanami. Nah, Izanami. No, nah, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I don't think so. I think you could. I think you could. You could do that fairly easily. Um, you only need ten. I mean, come on, come on, just ten. It's not that big of a deal. Rolling ND. Do you think trace rifle plus threat level? Uh, and stack special ammo finder would be viable. I don't know. Anytime you run two of the same ammo type, it you run out of ammo quick. I did that in the final fight in uh, in the raid in the Scourge of the Past. And man, I don't like having my ammo mixed. I don't. Um, we didn't get a good roll on the machine gun. Let's keep going. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a fifty though. It's a six fifty. Um, we have so many six fifties. Jeepers, freaking creepers. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> we should probably do something about that. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I don't like having my ammo mixed like that, though. Deadman Incorporated, taking off an earlier question about story, how do you feel about Bungie placing world-changing plot points behind an activity like Oracle Offering, something that isn't endgame and doesn't even drop powerful gear? Do you feel too many people are missing out, or do you think most people who care and play the game are aware YouTube, Reddit, Twitter? Man, this is actually a really good question, because that scene with Aldrin is significant, and I wonder how many people never, ever, ever freaking saw it. You know? How many people never got to see that? I, that that to me, uh, I don't know. That to me is a bummer. That to me is a bummer. They, that there's something there. They they maybe they should have really drawn people's attention to it, right? They should have drawn people's attention to it. Like here's a quest line. It takes you there, and she has you do the thing. Just a simple quest line that takes you through that system of like Blindwell offering. Do it. Boom, and then it ends with the cutscene. I'm surprised they didn't do that. Maybe they wanted to be a surprise and a mystery, and then in the, the next time that that week rolls around or something, they, may, they will make it a quest. I, I'm not sure. Uh, Hetrovono, why do you think eight to one faction weapon frames can only be forged once a week? They're a solid answer for the intentional grind, but only uh, one a week. Or the ones on the bottom that you can buy from her, you can only do one a week. I didn't realize that. Again, like I think. Bungie Bungie likes to limit you, okay? They like to limit you, and I think there's a time and a place for limiting you. But but um I also think that sometimes they overreach. Okay? And I think that's probably an overreach. It's like what's the point of of limiting how many of those things you could do in a week? They're not even that intentional, right? Gambit weapons and 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 what dreaming city weapons and stuff like that i don't think those weapons are even that great a lot of them there's some good there's some good gambit wep- weapons but there's not a lot of good dreaming city weapons vouchsafe could be good in the future if they make pulses not garbage and obviously the, the trust is nice waking vigil could be nice i don't think the waking vigil can the waking vigil roll with dragonfly i wonder i can't remember i like the waking vigil i do um but I forget there's a reason that it doesn't there's a reason that it's not a great gun to chase after and I can't remember why. Um, 
It might be that it can roll Dragonfly, but it can't roll Outlaw. I think that might be what it is. Can it roll Outlaw? I think the lack of Outlaw Dragonfly is what makes it unappealing um, in some in some respects. Uh, Cabal 2018, why do you think that the Nightfall loot doesn't drop in the Strike uh, like in D1? I don't understand why they made it Nightfall loot when we need a reason to grind the playlist. Yeah, I've gotten this question a lot. I've gotten this question a lot, and here's my answer, okay? I think they like, and I apl- and I think it's good to have rhythmic urgency. There's three nightfalls a week, and then you know, like, okay, what one can I go for, right? Now, admittedly, it's not working right, so Bungie needs to frickin' fix it. Warden's Law got another two-week treatment, right? The one that has the horror's lease, that sweet pulse rifle, that one's been missing in action, like, I don't know, a month and a half to two months or something like that. That's a great pulse rifle, great grind, great weapon, and you can't go for it. So if they fix the rotation, okay, then I think the rhythmic urgency is good. The problem is right now, it's not the rhythmic urgency that's the problem. It's the fact that the freaking nightfalls aren't rotating properly. So please, Bungie, for everyone's sanity and, 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 and for everyone's sake, please fix the rotation. Number two, the second thing I think they need to do. The, the reason to grind strikes, I think, should be tied to a loot pool with Zavala. I think Zavala should have a couple of cool weapons and then... And then some pinnacle rolls. So a missed opportunity here. The loaded question could have been one of a couple of weapons that got rotated week to week. Give him bounties like Ada. Okay. You do those bounties and strikes. After two or three strikes, you get the loaded question to drop. And it drops random roll. And then there's the pinnacle version of the loaded question. We can debate why the loaded question is good, right? Why not just let us choose? Because I think when you create pockets of grind like this, it creates variety. So like this week I went for the Blast Furnace and then the Machine Gun. Last week I was going for the Orchid and the Warden's Law. I'm in different activities and I'm chasing different things. If you feel... What's good, Benny? If you feel the game, right? If you feel the game with lots of really, really good things, it's just a matter of you prioritizing each week what you want to chase. You don't know it, but there's value in them being withholding sometimes. Frick, I can't go for the loaded question this week with Zavala and the strikes, but I can go for the trust in Gambit. Don't you see? If if the Drifter had two weapon bounties a week, just like Ada, two weapon bounties a week, you could go for the trust and the the bygones. And then the next week it's two other it's two other Gambit weapons. The idea there would be that every week there's something somewhere for you to probably chase and it creates that urgency and that sense of like I gotta go for it now there's something nice about that right so when I look at the nightfall grind if they fix the rotation I think it's fine like it's three a week you got that week to go for it if you don't get it you can always try again that's a I think that's an that's an okay way of extending the content and if they do it, if they take Ada's system of bounties and intentional weapon pursuit, and they put it in Gambit, they put it in Zavala, they put it in Shacks, I, I think there's going to be something every week p- for you that, that, that might be worth your chase, right? So they need to not randomize it and announce ahead of time what the nightfall schedule is. In my opinion, yeah, I, I think so. Or, or maybe. 
Ah, maybe you could buy something from Zur that's like a Nightfall holder. You're like, well, great. You guys did Warden's Law this week, and I'm going to go on vacation. Frick. Well, you could go in and spend this token that, like, locks in that Nightfall. You get, like, a, a fast pass, right? And so then maybe the following week, you could go into Warden's Law and nobody else could. That might get convoluted and complicated because then you have people, like, taking others into Nightfalls and they didn't save the token. That probably wouldn't work. Like, off the top of my head, I had that idea. Now I'm already seeing how it probably wouldn't be a good one. You know, as long as they're rotating the nightfalls healthily, I don't think that would be as bad as it is right now. So the RNG is very favorable. You get you get one like every six or something. And I think having pursuits like that is important. Salty Butta thoughts on ambitious assassin was playing around with it. And the pulse was getting 60 plus rounds in the mag might be a sleeper perk with rampage and a reload perk like flared magwell. Um... The only reason I don't think that's a sleeper perk is because if you're using the pulse or the hand cannon, once you get rampage times three procced and you're running rampage spec, I don't think extra bullets matters. And I'll tell you why feeding frenzy is so dadgum fast. I don't need all those extra bullets. You see what I'm saying? Like I can reload the gun. I can reload the gun plenty, (laughs) plenty fast. Um, I don't need your extra bullets. You see what I'm saying? You're not saving me from some painful thing. Like, that reload right there isn't even that bad. You see what I'm saying? All Ambitious Assassin is doing is is limiting how many times you have to reload. It's not meaning you don't have to. It helps with majors big time. Yeah, I don't know. I have hammering nail with ambitious assassin, rampage and rampage spec. It's dirty. Oh well, you have rampage and ambitious assassin. Well, unlike on this gun, I can't. Ambitious assassin falls down here with rampage, so I'm losing rampage. If you can get rampage and ambitious assassin and a reload perk, then sure, drop mag. Uh, well, no, Drop Mag might be really bad with Ambitious Assassin. You might really hurt yourself. Um, Flared Magwell with Ambitious Assassin and Rampage is probably a really solid roll. Yeah, sure. Because once you get Rampage times three going with Rampage spec, you're, you're probably really feeding Ambitious Assassin very, very well. Alloy Mag, Ambitious Assassin, and Rampage. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, getting all the way down to Alloy Mag is tough when you're doing Ambitious Assassin because you're... You're, you're basically, you're basically giving yourself more ammo to eat through before you get the reload bonus, you know, and that can be a little problematic. So, Razor, uh, what's Tatara Gaze God Roll? Out of topic question. What the frick gun is that? I don't even know what gun that is. Tatara Gaze. Um, is that an Iron Banner weapon? It's a, oh, it's the Armory Sniper. Um, dude, I don't know. It's a Forge Sniper raid. Thank you, everybody. I honestly don't even know, brother. I mean, the snipers, to me, I know I'm being told I'm sleeping on snipers. I, I, I think snipers' ammo capacity just makes them very unappealing. They just feel super freaking weak. Um, I think typically anytime you're using a sniper... Box breathing is 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 nice, right? Um, snapshot is nice because it pulls it up quickly. Another thing that's really nice is triple tap. I don't think this thing can roll with triple tap. Um, 
triple tap is nice because it keeps putting bullets back in the gun and that's nice for a sniper I just think I don't know I have a really just I have a really hard time using snipers as I use the you know the whisper right here right I just I find snipers to be so weak that whenever I put them on I'm they're not they're not helping me do really anything um you have to play so drawn back with them I don't know uh, I'm Melee with nine months of subs. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks for keeping your Twitch Prime sub here. A lot of people have been using their Prime subs on my channel. Thank you for doing that. Welcome back. Opening shot and snapshot. Other shot, other perks don't matter. It really matters where you're taking it too, because if you're going into the Crucible, yeah, snapshot and opening shot's a great pairing. But if you're taking it into, you know, if you're taking it into, you know, PVE content, then, you know, I don't know. I don't honestly know. Uh... I feel like, oh wait, that's not what we want. We want this and this. Um, yeah, I don't honestly know. So I would, I would, you'd have to pivot to the people in chat on that one. It's, it's a sniper that, you know, with the right perks can be okay. Boise B, with trials not being around for a season and no time, uh, and no time frame for when it will return, a crucible player for myself is finding it increasingly boring now, uh, especially with there's no mountaintop, only the mountaintop to get this season and nothing for hitting legend. Do you think they could have added a trace rifle for a pinnacle reward? Sure, sure. They got to be careful though. I mean, trace rifles are strong and then there's, you know, there's the one on PS4 that is, uh, that is super strong in Crucible from what everybody's saying. So I would say that, you know, they got to be careful, but that is something they could have done. Um, stack, you know, Crucible is a weird animal because if you give people, you know, pinnacle rewards, here's the, here's the, the, the razor they have to walk on. All right. If you give people good rewards in Crucible, it's got to be a good Crucible weapon. So Luna's Hal and Not Forgotten made sense as pinnacle rewards. Like it was a sensible, it was a sen. It, oh yeah, I'm gonna go for that, right? But if it, the problem with the, the the trace rifle is, if you make a trace rifle really good, trace rifle's a low skill weapon. No offense if you're using Wave Splitter on PS4, but like be honest with yourself. I mean, is that weapon really requiring you to use a whole lot of skill expression? No, probably not. Um... So I would I would say that that would be the biggest challenge making a trace rifle pinnacle is that it's a low low entry for it's an easy weapon to use and you're you're making it a pinnacle PVP weapon which it would probably outclass everything because the, the damage and the and the, the 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 efficiency range of trace rifles is just yeah it's it's uh it's pretty pretty easy weapon to use uh and you take that into crucible so now should they be giving people in crucible stuff to chase every season i honestly don't know i mean there's there's always i think there's always the potential to put more uh more carrots in the game but i think you just have to be careful because you can get to the point where it's almost superfluous like how many pinnacle you know crucible weapons can you actually conceivably put in the game and go after um before it gets before it gets kind of silly right you got the not forgotten and i know that the the more people used it that they kind of felt like the uh the the what is it 
the broadsword and the claymore, you know, they, they, they're actually better weapons for PvE. I'm, I'm constantly having people tell me that, you know, I would like the gun and PvE, and I, 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 I believe, I believe it. Desperado is a great perk um, for PvE content, because you can basically have it procced almost all the time uh, if you play right. It's kind of like, it's kind of similar to Feeding Frenzy in that regard, you know. You play proper, and you're going to have it available all the time. So, yeah, it's a touchy subject. Uh, Razor. There is any, is there any trustful, trustful fact? What the heck uh, about D three coming out? I mean, in this year, all content of the annual pass will be released. What are your thoughts on what's going to happen with the annual pass? Having it, uh, having in count that D two have a lot of room for improvement and new things. D three is going to happen because of contractual obligations. It's just probably not going to happen until twenty twenty. Uh, this is twenty nineteen, so. There, the, the annual pass is gonna get a is gonna get another go. I think December of this year it'll be annual pass number two, and I think they're gonna jam it full with old content, old raid layers, and I'm sorry, old raids and uh, old locations. Um, so that'd be that'd be probably the way the way I uh where I'd land on it. Uh, Boise B with trials not being. I already answered that. Sorry, hang on a second. Juice box. Uh, now that you have played several forges with each, which do you prefer, Coldheart or Prometheus Lens? I think the Prometheus Lens is more universal. I just found myself, it just feels more effective. Now, Coldheart is nice, but the Coldheart is only, the Coldheart's great for the Gofanon Forge. You got Arc on the Captains, right? You got Arc Shields on the Captains, and then you got a real stationary boss, a Servitor. You know, he just kind of sits there and lets you, you know, pump him pump him full of uh full of trace rifle ammo so that that would be the way that i would put it i I like i like the uh the prometheus lens and the other two but go is really 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 good for the uh the cold heart both with the synergy on the captain the captain shields but also just because you have a very stationary uh target as soon as you try and use cold heart on like minotaurs and stuff that are that are kind of teleporting and being cheesy can be a little frustrating because like the 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 efficiency of the cold heart is immediately cut down by a uh, i had a minotaur do it earlier he teleported like three or four times well i mean that's when you're you're kind of losing the cold hearts viability uh, Matrix, on the topic of Gambit and invasions, what if you could sacrifice an invasion and get a turret in the middle platform that targets enemy invaders and blockers? Uh, whenever the portal comes up, you can activate a console that deactivates the portal and spawns a turret. You're really changing the nature of the game at that point, and I don't know if we need that strong of a pivot. I think invasion is a good purpose. Uh, not visions with the brand new sub. Thank you so much for the brand new sub. You figured it out, dude. Welcome to the Rages. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Uh, invasion, I think, on paper, it's good. It's like, oh yeah, you want to have that presence. You want to go over. Uh, you want to go over and 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 try and slow them down. It's just too easy. It's also too easy to kill people when they invade. Like, there's no audible if somebody's just literally staring at the invasion spawns and kills you as soon as you go over, right? Thanks for 15 months, KP Nuts. I appreciate that, dude. Um, so, you know, having said that, I don't think you want to pivot that hard to completely different versions of invasion where you got people that are putting up turrets and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I would work within the existing systems and do, I think, relics. I think, I think... Uh, relics 
that you invade with would be easier to nerf and buff accordingly a melee relic a sniper relic and like an explosive relic so you got one that's kind of making you know easy damage with like a rocket launcher but it's a relic and then you have something that's basically like the queen breakers but it's a relic and then like a melee sword or or a maul or a mace or something i don't know and when you invade with that relic you have different intervals of wall hacks and you have different overshield strength so obviously the melee one would have to have like all wall hacks all the time and a lot of an overshield because there's greater risk in pushing closer to the enemies, right? The sniper one should have a weaker overshield and less frequent wall hacks. And then the explosive one's kind of like the dum-dum in the middle, right? It's just generic easy damage and, you know, your wall hacks are kind of in a middle interval and your overshield's in a middle, middle interval. And then if we find that one's too easy, too strong, too weak, Bungie can tweak those relics accordingly and it doesn't mess with your token weapons like our precious and poor, poor sleeper that was so disrespected. BC Wookie. I've been excited lately because friends have come back to the game. However, it is hard to help them grind for things I have. Icolos, Nightfall drops, etc. Would it be too dangerous to have a system while I could turn off my drops and increase uh, the rates of my fire team? Yeah, I'm not... I don't know. That just, just sounds like another game. That just sounds like another game. Part of the joy of this game is getting excited for your buds when they get the weapon they're going after. I didn't need the 1K voices, and every time we ran Rel- Riven, I was like, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Like, I don't know. You know, maybe everybody's... Maybe you're different than me, but I get excited helping people get gear that I have because I want them to have it. When people are grinding the Wardens with me, I don't really need another Wardens, but I'd like to have one, and I get excited when they get a good one. Uh, soured outlook do you think Bungie is missing out by not having fourth and fifth elements I don't know a fourth element would be nice but again this is going to come down to when people are like what about going back and retooling the subclasses what about a medic subclass what about a support subclass I don't think the game is I don't think the game is dynamic enough to warrant another subclass coming in or another element uh, not visions I play a lot of gambit with my friend as we sweat uh, with invading uh, it's either Hammerhead or Thunderlord. Do you think they should rework other weapons so it's not those gambits when invading? Yeah, I just covered this. I, I think I think relics are the answer. I think relics are the answer. Before you go over, you go up to a relic and you grab it, and then as soon as you grab it, it like takes you into the teleporter, right? Takes you over, so you can't like use it on your side against the enemies and stuff. That might that might be cheesy. Um, I think that's a solution. So we're going to keep streaming. I am not shutting down the stream. So if you're here live right now, be sure that you're following the stream. Be sure to click the heart button. You can keep asking questions in chat, but I'm not going to do the the, the question form anymore. We can keep talking about this. Great discussions are had here all the time. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I'm probably live right now. Come in and hang out with us. Take part in Q&As and discussions that we have every single day. I appreciate you watching and liking all of my content. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe.